0: From Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And hello out there in Radio Land. It is time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics from Studio A here in Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Joining me in studio, as they do from time to time to my left, he is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade, the one we know as the Honorable Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello, Justin. And across from me, he is the former Democratic, or he's still a Democratic political operative, former Biden political operative, and bar-admitted attorney in the great state of Maryland and the District of Columbia. He is Dan Lipner Esquire. Hello, Daniel.
1: Hello, Justin. Are you getting any sleep? I'm getting a bit more sleep now. That's good. Thank
0: you. Yeah, our best to Ike, new son. <laughs> hey, uh in- In case you didn't notice, last week, unless you were like under a rocker on Diego Garcia without any internet coverage, uh, Michael Cohen, the former Trump fixer and former uh, personal attorney to President Donald Trump, testified in front of three committees last week, but the one that grabbed everybody's attention was the one that was done in open hearing, and that was to the House Oversight Committee chaired by Elijah Cummings, the good member out of Maryland, it was kabuki dancing, it was drama, it was political show, it was a circus, you call it whatever you want, but a lot of news has come out of that between during the testimony and after the testimony. Everybody's still talking about it. It's gotten D.C. up in a row. And it's also opened up new questions about the president. Uh, Alan Moore, let me start with you. Overall, the, the Republicans are getting a lot of criticism just on the overall performance of the Republicans on the committee as being everything from bullies to being shills to a vacant presidency to... Defending to the death their president. What is the reality? what What did you see out of the Republican side of Ways and Means in the open committee last Wednesday?
2: Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't Ways and Means. It was oversight.
0: Oversight. Oversight. I yep. kept saying. Did
2: I, I said oversight first, or did I say Ways and Means first. I think you said oversight yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and. You sound. I think we all sound quite loud right now. Is that that could
0: could just be the volume in the earphones? So we'll we'll, we'll work on that. No,
2: fair enough. Um, So, so the Republican (laughs) members did not um, uh, acquit themselves well, in my judgment, because they were, by and large, with one or two exceptions, it was kind of a Johnny one note you are a liar you are a convicted liar we don't believe you not why should we believe you which was a question that the that the democrats continued to ask um which is a more relevant question but not only did they simply call him liar liar they had a poster that said with a picture of him liar liar pants on fire it's like this was a, this was an eighth grade, uh, junior high debate, um, and that was just one. They had like several around th- the hearing room. They 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 were name calling and had these images. It was clear that their strategy was simply to call him names, um, accuse him, accuse him of somehow. Doing what he was doing for his own personal benefit, down the road they tried to ask him if he would ever, if if he would agree never to write a book or do a movie, and he said, "No, I won't agree to that." Um, meanwhile, he's heading off to jail in a couple of months for in the neighborhood of three years. Um, hardly a, a sweet arrangement for him. The, the the thing that 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 got a lot of people's attention, though, including mine, was that. There was no real defense of the president by these Republicans. The the defense of the president was simply attack, discredit, accuse, name. Why call. is that? Why is that? Well, <laughs> part of the problem was they normally when you're when you're refuting someone, you do so with with demonstrable facts. They didn't have facts to counter the uh the the cohen accusations first of all a lot of it was was stuff that 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 he had witnessed personally one on one with the president so it wasn't like there was a a third party uh, uh who who they could who they could uh reach out to it's just that rather than defending but it wasn't like the they were unprepared well uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: they it sort is of, the oversight committee that probably hasn't done much in the last two years.
2: They had, to, uh, they, they they had of, time. They had time to they, get ready. They had time. In in my experience, mine was always on the Senate side, but but uh, it's rare that a committee will come together and lay out a script for itself. You got a lot of different people. Everybody wants to take a turn. Um, get some visibility because they know this is going to be nationally televised. The one thing that they did coordinate was that a person would talk and then would yield his or her time <laughs> Back to, to Jim Jordan, to, to Jordan, uh, <laughs> or, uh, who's the ranking uh, Republican, or occasionally to Mark did, Meadows. Did,
0: did that, but, let me ask you a question before you go further: Is did that strategy, if it was if it was planned out, did that strategy work? Because I can tell you right now, it talking to people that watched it and that were in the committee room, it, it actually looked anywhere from awkward to just totally bizarre, the way that they would just revert back to Jim Jordan and Jim Jordan would just take 10
2: seconds because he could. Well, he, he would be able to—everybody gets five minutes, right? And, and there's a big clock that they can see that we can't see at home. Right. And so uh, somebody talks for three and a half minutes, and then they yield the remainder of their time, to, and Meadows knows he's got a minute and a half, or he's got 40 seconds, or he's got 12 seconds, or he's he's got whatever he's got. He is trying to maintain some kind of continuity. As an idea, it's not it a— It looks bad. Well, no, no, no. As an idea, it's not horrendous. Think back on the Kavanaugh hearing where they tried to have an outside person ask all the questions. And what was going on is individual members were yielding their time to that outside questioner so that there could be a continuing narrative. That was the whole idea. Some of the members on that occasion felt that they weren't. Getting what they wanted because she had to go in five-minute segments. It's just that it kept coming back to her. She could follow her her narrative. These guys were trying to achieve something l- like that, meaning give one person. If that was the the a plan, that
0: was not the execution.
2: Well, it was a whole different enterprise. <laughs> there, there, there was. If your if your entire objective is to discredit the witness, then you keep coming back. And it's a variation on this discreditation or name calling, rather than new information, new information, new information. And and, and the, there wasn't the they didn't have the new information narrative. They did this. It looked clumsy. It looked awkward, uh, and and I don't think served their purpose. And many, in many in various instances, it 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 made Cohen a more sympathetic. Well, yeah. Let me get. I want to get then, to. He might have been. I want
0: to get to Dan on this because Dan just you you look like you could sympathize with Cohen right now.
1: I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I am still a member of the bar in good standing and do practice law. Yeah. Um, Michael Cohen is not clear that he ever practiced law. Hence the raid on his office. Um, <laughs> that said, uh, the. Jordan approach, yeah, if there was a theme, it would have been nice, but it wasn't even an attempt to rebut anything that Cohen had. So, I mean, the items that Cohen laid out there, everything from, and I had to look look up the gentleman, and this is where the Democrats did a phenomenal job of just walking the evidence to where you wanted it to go. And the Alan Weisselberg, the, uh, the, the
0: CFO of the Trump Organization, uh,
1: who apparently really knows where all the bodies are buried, according to Cohen and seemingly every other piece of reporting I've ever seen about the Trump Organization, um, is on the hook uh, as far as, as a subpoena coming from Congress. And the only question is whether or not Congress pulls the trigger or, or, or steps gracefully around to make sure they don't step on the... Any of the D- DOJ investigations that are going on since seemingly there is plenty of there there with the financial issues. And this is well, I wanna, my, I my, go back you, to that mind you, this is all beyond and some of the stuff that Cohen uh, testified about, to right. w- were beyond the Trump and, campaign. And I want to I get the Trump to that
0: businesses, the Trump charities. Right. He and you talked and, about all of it. And I want to get to that. But I, just from the actual approach and the actual how it came across as a government in action committee hearing, did the Democrats score any points as far as the way that they handled it? I mean, looking at it, instead of, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire routine, it looked like that they were were prepared by staff. I will
1: gladly contrast the liar, liar, pants on fire uh, bulletin board Right next to the giant blow up of the check signed by Trump. <laughs> as far as evidence being uh, probatory, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with that's pretty significant. Um, I'm genuinely surprised that the Republicans didn't go after the simplicity of saying, wait, are you really saying you didn't practice any law at all for the president? Really? <laughs> It would have been such an obvious approach to actually try and, like, lay some groundwork for, like, attorney-client privilege, anything. Regardless of what the courts have said about it, it really would have been a more substantive defense other than the liar-liar pants-on-fire nonsense. Alan Moore.
2: There was a little effort in that regard when he was talking about—I'll just remind um, when he was talking about the number of times that he had recorded a conversation with with a client and he said he guessed that it was maybe 100 times and that prompted some some of the lawyers on the republican side to say now wait how <laughs> is that legal and it was apparently, apparently it, in is New York legal. it is it's one party state so, the so, so then the question is is it ethical and how does the bar feel about a lawyer doing that. Um, And and, and, and that was at least a a, a kind of a more uh, – an elevation, if you will, of the name-calling to simply say, what kind of a lawyer are you who secretly records um, uh, clients? And then at one point, (laughs) he said, I'll make them all available, at which point uh, the, the, <laughs> there was a whole nother...
1: available on YouTube. Whole, yeah, yeah, no kidding. There was a whole
2: nother question about now. Wait a minute! <laughs> aren't some of these covered by attorney-client privilege? Coming back to the question of whether he ever actually practiced a law for any of these people. But, that, but, but let's but that's assume am, those are immature let's, mistakes let's assume, by some
0: so, veteran members of the committee
2: well, that were doing this. No, they were falling
0: no, into the rabbit
2: holes. No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I think that 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 they that that in that case. Cohen fell in and then at the very end he said, yes, I will, When this was after the passage of some time, um, subject to proper approvals, provide all of uh, any tapes that I have. And the point was he'd obviously talked to his lawyers in between and said— you even though you're you've been disbarred you're still covered by attorney client privilege for activities that when you were when you were a lawyer you don't want to get crossways and be sued and so on by people so uh, let's say that say it this way the point being that if he can get permission from anybody he taped to, uh, and good luck with that, to to not only identify them, uh, who wants to be identified as a former client um, uh, of, of this guy, um, but then get permission to release it. Actually, that's that's it, it, still it, a bigger problem. So we're but, assuming that the the FBI raid on his offices
1: has got everything. That, that's the assumption. So these recordings are in the hands of the government. They were the, – the, All of those materials reviewed in camera and the accommodation of DOJ lawyers and the judge of the case reviewed the material to determine whether or not there were things that were covered by attorney-client privilege and thus the practice of law or things that were engaged in a criminal enterprise which are not Covered by attorney-client oh, privilege, no, now wait a which is not an insignificant. The fact that the raid was okayed on its own, which is a high threshold to raid a lawyer's office, is a big deal.
0: It's with a with no-knock no warrant, by the way. I mean, they went in there in full force, right? Thought, which, which is which is something
1: that is done when there is a fear of destruction of evidence. Right. Which, in this case, so. All of this stuff has been reviewed. Somebody has made a call on whether or not the material is subject to attorney-client privilege. Now, this material is specific to Donald Trump, so anything that is not material to Donald Trump theoretically would not be covered by the the warrant, assuming, again, it's still covered by attorney-client privilege. Privilege, but correct if me if. Hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on. They happen to stumble upon hold on. would not be covered.
0: Dan, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is is that the tapes that were recovered during the raid on the office, the apartment, and the hotel room, those tapes had been had been um, recovered and admitted as evidence. That that evidence had been reviewed by a special master and deemed this is not attorney client privilege material Th- that to me sounds like it's free game for the oversight I, I, I think it might be overstating it to say all
1: of it we don't we don't know we don't know the full extent that that was there and it's worth noting that attorney client privilege even the existence of the documents if it is covered, even acknowledging anything right. other than saying that there is something it would would, would violate I, attorney-client privilege. All right, yeah. I
2: want to I move on and from that. Well, and let uh, me just correct one thing you said. What's There's that? no guarantee that the Oversight Committee gets automatic access to any of this stuff.
0: Correct. They still have to ask for it. No, no, no. no. Or, or subpoena <laughs> the, it. The, it, 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 is,
2: it. It is not clear what the ground rules are. If it's at the Justice Department, the Oversight Committee doesn't get to just go to the Justice Department and say, we know you have this. Give it to us.
1: Yeah, oversight of investigations is a, is a hazy shade of gray. Right. Um, that said, this president has managed to overstep that hazy shade of gray. I, I was going to uh, say. The, the, the former acting attorney general um, apparently, at least there are suggestions that he... Uh, some, Who, by the uh, way,
0: is no longer at the Justice Department as yeah, of this his, week. his
1: unannounced departure apparently caught everyone off guard. Yeah. Um, that... He, there was a question from the White House, arguably from the President, uh, whether or not they could have changed horses in, in midstream on who was prosecuting different cases. All right.
0: let's, let's, I want to talk about this because I, I know it's been getting a lot of attention. Mark Meadows. Uh, during the testimony, Mark Meadows, uh, first of all, Michael Cohen in his opening statement, which was leaked the night before uh, to just about everybody in the world that was going to read it, uh, Michael Cohen's speech called the president a racist in defense of the president Mark Meadows introduced an emplo- an employee yeah. an African a, a black female who is the regional the region two director of Housing and Urban Development up in New York City who happens to also be his former party planner but that's a whole nother story brought her up, stood right behind her, right behind I'm sorry, right behind the congressman and said this this person here is an employee of the president, has worked for the president, does not believe, and she didn't say a word. Mark Meadows has been either getting defended or
2: raked across the coals for it. Which is it, Alan? It was a disastrous use of of a of a person. I'm not a big fan of using human props. I've never in my life seen uh, the use of a person uh, for a, for a prop in the middle of a hearing where you actually have somebody standing with you and it's normally it's just staff who are up there behind you invite to it to to provide advice he brought her up there had her stand up there's there's if he had invited her to say something it would have been there would have been a complaint raised it would have been ruled out of order he didn't try to do that he was simply using her i would have if you were going to use a prop Which would be stupid to try to make that point by saying, how can he be a racist? Here's an African-American who's worked with him for years and has never felt any kind of of racist animus from him at all. Great. He's not a racist to every single person. That wasn't the point. It was it was a pathetic effort. It went awry. It, the, thank God Chairman Cummings uh, has a good relationship with Meadows, which is interesting in its own right, but also saw a way to diffuse this whole issue when another new congresswoman basically said it's racist to do what was just done. Um, and, 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 and whether or not it's racist, it's— Stupid! It's inappropriate. The Cummings was able to 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 diffuse it. Um, right. We learn more about this woman who apparently is 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 very, according to press reports, very attracted to uh, to publicity right. and notoriety, and has tried to to find a way to do some television deals so she was all (laughs) she was all in on this apparently and i think meadows the the key is meadows meadows now is not defending what he did he said i'm not going to explain everything let's move on um it it went awry it was kind of a weird sideshow that fit the, the 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 strange business of the day dan
1: littner Yeah, so I I remember watching that uh, in real time, pausing, going, "Wait, is that? Are they really? Did he really just do that?" that? And my first instinct was to reach out to 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 friends of color, um, just seeking clarification uh, for 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 my for, for my for my own interests. It's like, wait a second, that's not okay. K, yeah. right? Uh, um, I mean, to the point where I, I have a black friend who
2: is
0: a Trump supporter. Yeah, I wasn't going to say and, that. And I, and no, no, I, 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 no, but I, I, have a, I have a friend of mine who's black who is a Trump supporter. I literally had to text him and go, did I just see that and are you comfortable with that? And he just went, hell no. I am neither comfortable with that and yeah, I just did see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing went awry. I mean, the I'm somewhat curious now on on. On a Meadows staffer's somebody not, you know, saying, you know, sir, this is really a bad idea. You really shouldn't do this. And in addition to that, Meadows, in his own defense, went down a different rabbit hole talking about uh, interracial members of his own family, which I found interesting. And now I'm I'm kind of curious about. But that said, the the play was so horrible and it, it accomplished nothing and just reduced. Anything that could be seen as sympathy for an approach that they would have been better off just saying that the president is anything but racist in their own opinion would have gone off far better
0: than that little stunt. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean that that I I completely agree with everybody. That was a disaster. the The other question I had is did did the Republicans overplay their hand or? Did the Republicans not
1: did they pick up their cards?
0: Uh, well, yeah, that I mean they, it does seem like they went into this one blind. Going back to your original point that you did at the opening, Alan, it it seems like they were not prepared or just horribly strategized going into this into this hearing. One would think that they would have come up with facts that would have counterbalanced what Cohen was saying and defended all the good things that the president has done during his tenure and during his time as a a businessman. And yet it didn't even touch – I don't even think they defended the president – Maybe a handful of times.
2: There was there was very little uh, d- d- defense of the president. The, it, it, let's acknowledge that they did coordinate ahead of time and decide that they were going to trash, um, uh, trash, Cohen's credibility. Um, take turns. Uh, don't try. Don't use all your time. Give some time back to, to, uh, to Jordan, the, the leader, Jordan, so that that he can can develop kind of a, a of a consistent narrative. So they didn't have they didn't have a strong hand. They had a weak hand, and then they and they misplayed what they had. I will say, because I know we're going to finish this segment, that I that I couldn't help feeling as I'm watching this and I'm knowing what's going on in Hanoi with the president and and the head of, Nor- of North Korea that I think that I do believe. I thought it then. I uh, think it to this day that the Democrats made a mistake in pushing ahead on the hearing on that day. In direct conflict with what was going on in North Korea, which happens to be (laughs) the uh, another
0: story which we'll cover later on, and that's another disaster for the president. But well,
2: well, I don't know about it. You know, all I'm saying is those two stories should not have been developing the same day, and I think the Democrats would have would have been well advised to have postponed that uh, and removed that whole issue off the table of having this sideshow circus the same day the president is involved in some very serious uh, conversations Dan, in uh, Hanoi. Dan Littler.
1: I need to know more about the scheduling since, as far as I know, uh, the everyone was sort of surprised by the summit in Hanoi, uh, its scheduling in the first place. So this president has been known to play uh, f- fun with smoke and mirrors as far as redirecting attention – that kind of move, while I definitely understand while the president is negotiating on on foreign soil, uh, there is so- something to be said for giving deference there. This president is not adverse to misusing yeah. those kind of plays. I don't Korea know how the summit, scheduling worked on this.
0: And we're going to cover the Korea summit uh, later on, but... Um, We're 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 going to take a break right now. Uh, When we come back, I want to continue talking about this. I want to talk about the stuff that came up, and I want to talk about which is more, uh, which is a bigger threat to the president right now. Is it, in fact, the congressional hearings? Is it the Southern District of New York, or is it still the Mueller investigation? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is Backroom Politics, live from Studio A in Podcast Village. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay with us.
3: A showdown. When I think of him, how much I love him, I get a desperate notion. That's the way I feel today. My heart is aching because he's making a plaything of my devotion. That's the way I feel today. Without any reason or a word to say, that man turned his keys in, he packed and went away. What good is living? I'll soon be giving my body up. That's the way I feel today he's making a plaything of my devotion. That's the way I feel today. Without any reason or a word to say, that man turned his keys in and hit back and went away. What good is living I'll soon be giving my body up to the ocean. That's the way I feel today. I said, that's the way. I And all the stars seem fresh painted. And here's what I long to say to you
0: Live from Washington, D.C., this is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And we're back here in Studio A at Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, your capital, Washington, D.C., Joining me as they do, for every segment, Alan Moore, Dan Lipner. Behind the glass, we've got our friend Oscar... Oscar behind the glass today. Did did you dispose of uh, Rob the engineer? Uh,
2: no, no, no. Um, sometimes when we, it's a good thing. The business is growing, and I said, "Where can I have the most fun? It's backroom politics. I'd rather rob, what? edit behind the scenes, <laughs> and I can sit in with you guys. You,
0: you are, you are obviously smoking the legalized marijuana I, 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 available no, here. I, I,
1: I think he caught on to some of the uh, sponsors that you alluded to on the sh- for the show last week.
0: Oh, yeah, that could be, too.
2: Okay, we'll talk about that. We are flattered.
0: We are flattered. Thank you. I'm happy
2: to be here, and if you guys need anything, even a beverage, just let me know.
0: Yeah, we will. Thank you. Thank you, Oscar. And uh, continuing our discussion about the uh, Cohen situation and and the growing concerns regarding the legal status of issues facing the White House and the president continues to get more and more bizarre. I can't can't never I, I just can't even make this stuff up. Let's talk about what Cohen said. Number one, uh, Alan Moore, let me start with the credibility of Michael Cohen. Did Michael Cohen, knowing the fact that he's a convicted felon, he's been disbarred as of that prior Monday, did Michael Cohen come across as credible for what the Oversight Committee needed him to do?
2: Well he it's an individual choice there are people who say he was totally non- credible and others say he came it, it it made sense it was believable I found him credible I found and 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 when when the when the Republicans kept attacking him and calling him a liar um, I I thought that it was Jim Cooper from Tennessee who did what apparently lawyers often do usually in 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 mob related trials where somebody turns and you know they're convicted of felons. They cut a deal and they turn on the big boss, if you will. Um, there is a question about their credibility: Are they telling the truth? Or are they just trying to, to to cut a deal for themselves? So they're what, they're punished. What less? made them credible to you? So so it, it what made it what made it all credible to me, and it has from the beginning when when the president turned on him and started to vilify him. Um, uh he has apparently got a lot of friends um real friends um who who were saying don't do this don't do this don't go down for this guy um pay attention to your family um your 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 future finances your children um you've done enough for this guy and look what it's gotten you you need to turn and he says I kind of saw the light. I'm not sure that I buy the light being um, Charlottesville, for example, which he cited. Um, it, 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 a couple of things that I thought eh, maybe you, well, know, you brought maybe, up the Access Hollywood maybe, tapes. maybe the, the the tapes, maybe in retrospect. But and then he talked about one of the most painful things he ever did was to do to to, to lie to Melania Trump about what the president did or did not do with. With the Stormy Daniels and and how and 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 how hard that was, but but the the the, the reason he was credible to me is because a the storyline made sense. It was he was going to jail. He had made a cooperation agreement. He was just going to unburden himself, let the chips fall where they may. He knew that as long as he was honest, he would not do worse. Than the three years he's already gotten and might might get uh, some some shortened time. The man is going to prison. The man has spent uh, millions of dollars um, on on lawyers. Um, and, and apparently he started out with quite a few million dollars that he could spend on lawyers. But, oh, no, that,
0: but that was, remember, that was one of the questions they asked is, were, were your attorney, who's paying your legal no. fees? And they turned around, I mean, literally Cohen turned around in what was great political theater, just turned around, and they
2: all went like this, and they said, they're doing a pro bono. No, no, no. Lanny Davis is doing, doing pro bono, no. not the other lawyers, and he's had others along the way. Uh, Lanny Davis has his own reasons for, uh, for, <laughs> for wanting to to act pro bono. He likes the visibility. He likes the identity. He likes being the face over the shoulder, um, uh, and and he feels hey, like there, are, right. there may be other people yeah. that will will be able to pay him down the road. Um, but but no, he's, he's using it as a marketing tool, and, and he's 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 got the lawyers up in the Southern District of New York. They weren't on television. They were trying to figure out how vulnerable he was and all of the the financial fraud well, bank fraud that, that that And we'll come uh,
0: to, and I want to come back to that. Did you Dan Lipner as a lawyer? Did you find Michael Cohen and his testimony credible?
1: By contrast to those who trying to impeach his credibility? credibility? Absolutely. Again, I come back to the giant billboard of the liar liar pants on fire versus the giant blown up check with the unmistakable signature of Donald Trump on it. So the the issues of payoffs, the issues of the president's a racist, which I'm fairly certain some of his supporters view as a feature, not a flaw. The idea that this president has inflated his uh, financial positions um, and go- gone down and actually explained in some detail what's kind of kept the president out of trouble because he basically threatened to embarrass people who believed his lies. Um, If all of this is true, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on some of this stuff, but considering where the Republicans went on whitewater, which was a $68,000 land deal in Arkansas, compared to the hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, that this president has done in his own uh, private action as a as a corporate citizen. Um, yeah, it, it, there's still plenty of there there to investigate, and there's plenty of it that is not going to be subject to attorney-client privilege if these business actions and bank records, uh, the Max, Maxine Waters Committee uh, that claims that they've been... Nested in with Deutsche Bank, going through their records, and what's happened with the, the Trump Corporation, well, there is more to
0: be seen, and it could very and much, and what well we vindicate. And we don't know, everything that Cohen has said, what what we don't know is what Cohen testified on that Tuesday and that Thursday. We we just saw the Wednesday hearing. The Tuesday and Thursday hearings with all this, all, Senate and in House Intelligence. Was, all, all
1: the stuff that was private is all Russia-related, and well,
0: it's all Mueller investigation-related.
1: Well, M- Mueller yeah. slash Russia, right? And even then, the the the, the Trumpies have gotten all excited, saying that there, there there is no collusion. By the way, it's conspiracy, and people seem to have forgotten that Mueller did successfully indict, even though he's not going to get extradition. Of Russians who clearly acted on the U.S. Right. election, or at least enough to get an indictment, which is in his, which is within his mandate. So he, he took evidence down that road, suggesting there is some nexus that he might have. Right now, I don't know if it's enough to convict,
0: but there is some nexus that got him and, there. And I want to come back to that, but Alan Moore, the the surprising, I the surprise I thought was the line of questioning regarding the bank fraud possibilities on Donald Trump, uh, which you know, even it, it seemed to me that, uh, that uh, AOC kind of drove that nail home as far as bringing up is is this a new thing that should worry the White House?
2: So, I have the view that Absolutely nothing that Michael Cohen said was not already known to either Mueller or the Southern District of New York um that that they have everything that he has. They have all the documents, they have all the opinions. they've spent many, many hours with both with documents and the opinion now. He couldn't talk not just about Russia, and he would say that because right. that was that was for the two intelligence committees. He he was also asked if there were other crimes of which he was aware, not relating to Russia. He, and he said, said yes. Yes, they are in the Southern District of New York. So there's a lot we didn't see. I think you know, getting a few more names, they might have been new names to 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 some people in the media. Um, Members of the committee uh, who madly write down, take notes, oh, my gosh, this person, that person, those are well-known names to the Justice Department. And and they're way down the road uh, on all of that now. Having said that, it was major
1: TV though. That, oh, the, Alan's oh, point oh, is correct, yeah. but part of this is also walking the narrative to the public that is not familiar yeah. with all of this information. Okay, so, oh, no, so that no, brings no, up. I,
2: but I, I totally agree with that. But and leave it. To, <laughs> leave it but, to but the Democrats who've now written to. 81 different individuals and organizations that they want information from them. Leave it to the Democrats and the Congress to possibly overplay their hand here um, with with uh, document requests to well, 81 on. Before we different go, parties. Right.
0: Before we go to that, because, uh, Alan, you're referring to the request that came out of the House Judiciary Committee yep. uh, that was uh, announced last night. Eighty-one different subjects of inquiry by the uh, House Nadler? Judiciary. Uh, yep.
2: y- yeah, yeah, sixty yep. some individuals and about twenty, 20 different organizations. organizations. Yeah, but,
0: but, but Nadler's statements
1: on that were pretty clear that he's oh, only gone after stuff that's already been out me, there.
0: Let's come back to that. I want to. I'll touch on that in the end. But the, the thing about it is, I want to go back to your comment, Alan. Is the fact that if in fact that this is already known in the Southern District of New York and at the, uh, special, the special counsel's office. Does that also mean that this is also under the—that uh, the information is also well embedded with the Attorney General of New York, the Attorney General of New Jersey, the Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Virginia?
2: I don't know about the about the uh, the those various state entities. Um, I think because the crimes that he brought up
0: are also very much state crimes.
2: Well, some in New York, I I think the attorney general has already been fairly active. I don't know about Virginia. Virginia, the 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 main crime in Virginia that I can see is the the tax cheating that Paul Manafort carried out which meant he wasn't paying Virginia state income taxes any more than he was paying federal income taxes, and he owes the state of Virginia a chunk of money. I am not aware that the state of Virginia is pursuing that at this point in time. But well, we don't know. We don't know. Right. But it it could, um, and... and um, uh, uh, On the other hand, I think the state of New York has had a bigger, longer-term interest, so I would be more surprised. And the attorney general up there has talked about Manafort. So uh, Now, in in, in the case of Trump, of course, um, there are suggestions that he has— But we're
0: not just talking about Trump. We're talking about Trump,
2: Trump's organization, the family
0: members, the kids— no, 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 I mean this,
2: this. This is a big brush. It, it it is indeed, and and it's a little cle. It's a little murky to me how much he's asking in all of the what what all he's asking in all of these areas. So far, we have a list of all of these names, um, and and how much and, and what the subjects are. How much he's asking, how much he, how much the committee, uh, the the House Judiciary Committee is asking for on all of those. I don't know. I it. it Some of that information is probably out there, Um, but it sounds like the Judiciary Committee has decided it knows what it's going to do for the rest of the year. Let me ask Um, you,
0: Dan, as far as legal exposure goes, I mean, right now, from what we heard last Wednesday from Cohen, that wasn't related to Russia or the Mueller investigation out of the special counsel's office. The revelations that the public is now hearing for the first time regarding the property inflation, the infl- you know the, the possible bank fraud on a federal and state level, it, it did Michael Cohen give greater legal exposure to the president than maybe before he even walked in the room. Did, is Donald Trump more legally exposed now that Cohen has been on the hill than he was before?
1: No, he's more he's more politically exposed. The narrative that was laid out from the, the public Cohen hearings was very much from the Democratic side by design to lay breadcrumbs for normal human beings who have only been following this casually. And as much as casually, nobody really wants to follow this. People really would rather the president not be a man child in the White House and be able to conduct his job. In a way that they can ignore it and just go about their lives. Unfortunately, this presidency is not that. The laying out the breadcrumbs of the of the full extent of the crimes, the potential money laundering, the potential bank fraud, the the issues of how he's handled his life. I mean, the weirdness of the Cohen Melania thing by itself. Jesus. Talk to my lawyer about whether or not I really cheated. Really, this is how you talk to your spouse? <laughs> if that conversation is real, oh my God! Does anyone <laughs> actually like Donald Trump? I, I, I mean that sincerely. For all his of the, kids do. Are we certain they don't have NDAs too? I mean, for, uh, true. for that all is true. for all of the NDAs and business that this that this president has thrown about and. And, by the way, he supposedly has not-so-nice things to say about his sons and creepy things to say about his oldest daughter. Okay, anyway. No, no, but but (laughs) –
2: You're you're getting carried away. Yeah, you're You're going going
1: down a rabbit hole. But But the point still stands. The president – this president has – all of his relationships are – held from him, not by any close friendships, and as best I can tell, it's all based on some threat or power dynamic where he's wielding it, and wielding it willy-nilly, and never paying off did, on his did Michael side. Cohen,
0: did Michael Cohen come across as sympathetic?
1: Or I think, did he draw sympathy? I, the, the As broken as Michael Cohen is... From where he was, everything seems I don't know the full heights of where he thought he was before, but that looked like a broken man that the Republicans piling on him did did not do them any favors. Alan Moore?
2: You know uh there were there were multiple audiences here as 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 Dan accurately says they were trying to lay out breadcrumbs for people who haven't been paying attention this is the kind of stuff we're talking about so wow here's a new name here's a new name well those are not new names to the to the justice department but it makes it sound like right. oh there's even more there's even more um and and a lot of us who <laughs> paying attention to this stuff because we got our own problems um uh are thinking Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. How credible is he? How's this look? Um But the Republicans on the, at the same time, were talking to their base. They're saying this guy is they we're a talking con- to Trump's base. That's what I mean. Yeah. But, well, that's their base, too, my friend. Sorry to say. And they no, know no, it they, better they, than anybody They belong
1: yeah. to Trump more than they belong to him. The, any uh, Republican uh, wait, so wait, wait, wait. wait. So, I, just, I, 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 just, wait Jim, Jordan, so, Jim Jordan's, so,
0: Jordan's base is carbon copy. Look, it, it, anyway. It's a useless— it's I'm a, saying if, if it, they had to choose between Jim Jordan
1: and anyway, Donald Trump, we, we, they're,
2: they're going to so, choose let, Donald let him finish. Let him finish. What I'm saying is when I say their base— their collective base, the Republican base, the president's base, Jim Jordan's base, Meadows' base, the base of most of the members on the Republican side on that committee, their message was, you're going to hear a lot of stuff, a lot of charges, a lot of dirt, a lot of nastiness. Let's remind ourselves who this person is who's throwing this stuff out there. He's a convicted felon, a liar, and a thief and and don't believe what he says. Uh, the the dirty rotten lies that he tells to, to about our president to save his to save his own skin. That was their audience. That that and we in the the, the viewers uh, got to see both. They got to see that line aimed at this group of people, and they got to see the Democrats trying to. Bring everybody up. First of all, there were plenty of Democrats who follow this stuff and who were saying, "Yeah, yeah, hit him again, hit him again." And there was this group that Dan talked about who were curious about all of this, paid a little bit of and, attention, have an opinion about the president, but were learning things for the first time that that have been in the much of which has been in the public domain, but they were paying attention right. for the first time. Those are and, the crumbs. That and Dan was and talking the president about.
1: was kind enough to to to. L- Put the icing on the cake at CPAC right. with his remarkably clean language. Not, that's, another, at CPAC. that's another
0: show. That's another show. Hold on. Uh, I do want. I do want to point out one thing. the The true statesmanship and the grace that Elijah Cummings showed as chair of that of that political Kabuki dance called a committee hearing. How much credit should Elijah Cummings get for that? I, to me, he was the one good thing to come out of that whole hearing, was the fact that he, he could literally say, hey, Mark Meadows, we're good friends, I don't believe you're racist, defuse that situation, uh, as well as his closing remarks I thought were fantastic. Am, am, I, am I going overboard on that, Alan well <laughs>
2: We can we can pick our adjective. I I, th- I thought he did a, a very good job under difficult circumstances. I thought there were some other people who who handled themselves very well too. Not, like not least was Jim Jim Cooper who who tried to help reestablish um, Cohen's credibility after he was so attacked in the in the early going by saying, "Tell us about your conversion. Tell us when you got to the point where you said." I need to tell the truth now um, and 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 it's it was important that that be done it's the kind of thing that 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 happens uh, in courts of law. having said that, it was Cummings who calls the hearing it had been postponed once in my judgment it should have been postponed again notwithstanding all the inconvenience that would have created because I think that. Having it while the the the, the conversations at Hanoi were going right. on was the wrong time, and that and that goes back to the chairman who chose not to do that.
0: Right. That's the music. Oscars playing us off. Uh, real quickly before we go. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I want to ask a quick question. Did AOC uh, make a point? Did she prove herself credible to be on that committee?
2: Yes or no?
1: Yeah. She handled herself fine.
2: Alan Moore? She was fine. You, you, know, <laughs> you <don't>, Real quickly. <laughs> well, when you say handle yourself to be on that committee, you get committee assignments. Comparing
1: her to Jordan.
2: every Everybody gets a committee assignment. I think what surprised with about her was that she didn't right. go off in some crazy tangent like people were kind of hoping, but was, was thoughtful, reasonable. Questions. She's a actually questions. good on this. Yeah.
1: Her, her FEC well, commissioner. That's uh, music in, in the, the background.
0: Uh, uh, questioning was very good. She she has a history of this so far. All right. With that, on behalf of Oscar Behind the Glass, thank you, Oscar, for joining us, as always. Uh, Alan Moore, Dan Lipner. I am your host, Justin Russell. We will be back next time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. By the way, uh, you can catch us live on Twitter. At Backroom Politic. You can follow us on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, backroompolitics.org, and catch all of the historical documents that we have. And you can also email me, Justin at backroompolitics.org. Special thanks to the folks here at Podcast Village, here in Upper Georgetown, your nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Have a great week. We'll see you again, America. <laughs>